episode two <laughs> Team Heart and Soul. Uh, going to just do a little light, funny episode here and talk about um, some of the things we would never do again in training for triathlons or yep. running way too many miles on a Saturday. Yep. Um, J-Boy, won't you lead us off over Let there? Let us help you yeah. by... Telling Don't you do how, this. Yeah, kind of a what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you and again, learn. I mean, guys, we're experts. Yeah, we're experts so, I mean, at triathlons. And let's be honest, if you want to learn from somebody, you probably need to learn from us. Because yeah. we did a lot, I did a lot wrong. Yeah, if you're beginning in triathlon, we're your boys to yeah. tell you what not to do. Yes. <laughs> what not to buy. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's the first one. Um, so I just want to, I'm going to go ahead and break the order here. One of the things I'm never going to do ever again is try to explain to my wife why I need to buy something. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. They, ne- gonna, they never understand. Not going to do that. Specifically uh, an expensive piece of equipment. Well, here's the deal. Miranda doesn't care. She's like, you know, we have this understanding that she's not going to complain about some of the stuff that I buy, and I just can't complain about some of the stuff that she buys. But when I buy two of the same thing, AKA a bike. That's when it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Bought a brand new bike because we needed it. Obviously, I had to have a bike. Or two trampolines for Christmas. Yeah, we'll explain that later. <laughs> yeah, that was bad communication. I bought a trampoline for Christmas uh, and told my wife I was buying the trampoline for Christmas. And then two days later, she texts text me. She's like, hey, I got the trampoline. I'm like, well, yeah, me too. So we got two trampolines for Christmas. Sent one of them suckers back. Anyway, I bought a bike. <laughs> Didn't do enough research for what I really wanted, and then turned around and bought another bike. I did sell the first bike, but obviously I lost some money on that because it was a brand new bike. Um, but I'm just not going to explain to Miranda why I'm buying stuff. Hopefully, I'm done with the big purchases until I get my new bike for the full Ironman that we're in. <laughs> yeah, notice that would be bike number three. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm stuck on the one I got, which yeah. is fine. I like it. We'll see. You get a turbo powered bike. <laughs> Sucker's got a motor. <laughs> Show up on a dirt bike. <laughs> Call up Elon Musk about getting this little lithium battery in there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, mine is just don't tell your wife what you're doing. <clears throat> Next, Morgan. Uh, mine also um, incorporates another uh, original member of Team Heart. So I'm not going to feed people chocolate chip muffins <laughs> before we <laughs> before we go for a ride. I knew that one was coming. Yeah, I got to Josh Hyman. Um, we showed up for a long training ride. Uh, one of the first ones that we did um, down at Lake, Lake Greenwood. Uh, down at Lake Greenwood. We also have found some much better routes, but that first route was real bad. It was super hilly, a lot of elevation. And Josh came down, and I walked out of the lake that morning, the lake house that morning when y'all got there. And I was eating a bag of chocolate chip muffins, and which no, you were eating pizza. I eat a piece of pizza and a bag of chocolate chip muffins at six a.m. Yeah, carb loading. <laughs> but I'm blessed enough, thank goodness, that I have a pretty strong stomach in terms of what I can tolerate, even though I'm very regular in the mornings. <laughs> but Josh Hyman, he was like, "Man, them chocolate chip muffins look pretty good. You got another bag?" And I was like, "Man, I got a whole box in here." He said, "Let me get one of those bags." So he crushed those, and um, we got to see those again later. So. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was funny. So that's that was fun. All right. So uh, first thing I would never do again would be wait until the day before you're going to do your first half to swim in open water. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. Without a wetsuit. Without a wetsuit. Yeah, we, you know, we were swimming in pools, training this whole time, and um, had finally found a place to do the Woodruff half, and um, was in a pond, but uh, I mean, a clean pond, nice pond, but we just had not swam in a pond before, and so we went out there that Saturday before the race on Sunday, jumped in the water without a wetsuit, and had a mild panic attack. Yeah, we got weird with it. I mean, as you know, swimming's my strength, and literally, I felt like I couldn't swim, I couldn't breathe. Morgan and Jay were just like leaving me in the dust, and I was like, "Man, this is terrible." Yes. They're like, "Never again." Yeah, I will this never is not wait. supposed to happen. Yeah, I will never wait in the day before a race to swim open water again. So, okay, round two. Round two. I have my next one. Um, there's this thing called bonking. Did y'all ever experience that, or was that just me? Was I the only one that let that happen? I think to? I think I bonked at Daytona on the bike. I Did you? To, I got to a point where I just like I was thinking about the um, thinking about it the other day because the bike for me at Daytona was really good until the last like five or six miles, and I literally just could not. Well, See, that's I, when you hit that headwind too. Pro, yeah, that's true. Coming back towards the stadium, right? I mean, not stadium. Coming back towards the racetrack, but I literally like could not. I could not pedal. It was crazy. So bonking is basically. When you get your body is like burned all of the carbs that it can like quickly burn for fuel and it starts tapping into like glycogen levels and stuff. And then when it uses all of that, it gets kind of like super dangerous. Um, that happened to me on one bike ride. And the backstory of that is <clears throat> I was trying to cut like weight. So I was like massively decreased my calories. So I think I, I think the real thing there is just having more knowledge of the amount of calories your body burns doing everything and just, you know, there's still, there's still a time to cut. There's still a time to maintain and all that kind of stuff, but you can't, you can't do that when you don't know anything about it. And especially when you're starting to do really long rides. And I assume that can happen on the swim or the run too. It just happened for me on the bike that day. Yeah. A lot of people talk about that with like ultra marathon stuff. Same thing. You just get to a certain point where you've just used everything that your body's got and you just start shutting down. Oh, she shut down. My mind was weird. It was like, like vision was like weird. I was, my mind was like, man, I'm just a piece of trash. Like nobody <laughs> likes me. It's kind of the way I felt after I finished that first lap of Daytona on the run. I was like, what? I got to do this again? Are you kidding me? <clears throat> yeah. Mine, mine would be along the same thing with fueling is thinking that um, – like just my normal fueling strategies just for day to day is enough when mm. you're going into a race. Mm. Um, mainly mine was to do with hydration um, for the um, Woodruff. Woodruff 70.3. I did not drink near enough because I've done plenty of races and I hadn't really ever had an issue, but triathlon just hits different. <laughs> and uh, I didn't drink enough leading up to that or um, get enough um, salt in my body and so forth. So I just cramped really bad and made for a very, very painful run. Um, and I, I was not enjoying myself at all. Um, so anyways, I did much better going into Daytona and had a better race. But uh, uh, hydrating way before a race, like pretty much the whole week mm-hmm. leading up to the race, um, at least I, you got to do. So. I'm going to order some of those salt test things for us to do. Because you're like you can tell on Morgan's clothes when oh, we get man. he is such a salty, salty sweater. Yeah, like your your clothes have like white designs in them. Like even yesterday <laughs> when done. we went to um, Paris Mountain. Yeah, like when we got done, I looked in the mirror in my truck and I had like white lines on my head, yeah, yeah. like where I'd been sweating. You yeah. had like salt lines down your face. And I sweat Not, a ton, but I don't think I'm that salty. Yeah, you were crazy salty. It's bad. So, anyways, that's mine. 
Yeah, I think uh, I'm a. I'm never gonna do a race again without a Vaseline. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you're uh, when you're uh, doing something for seven hours, there's certain parts that <laughs> you want to make sure are lubricated. Yeah, any part of your body that rubs another part of your body needs to have Vaseline on it. Yeah. Shout out to Vaseline. Yeah, <laughs> crucial component. Yeah, it can be very, very painful. I've never seen it on any of us, thank goodness, but I've seen runners on videos or different things online that will chafe so bad they're bleeding. Oh, yikes. Um, and you talk about like nipple bleeding? Nipple bleeding, <laughs> um, like inside of their legs Ooh. bleeding. Crotch and nipple bleeding sounds yeah, not fun. It's not. It can't be fun. I've never, never experienced that. make this podcast that. X-rated after that. Yeah. No, man, no. Yeah. So anyways. Vaseline up. Vaseline up. That's a good one. Um, let's see. Kind of related. I will never buy bike shorts off Amazon ever again. <laughs> and um, bought this really slick-looking pair of bike shorts and went for a long ride and came back, uh, felt fine, and got in the shower. And then that evening, stood up off the couch and was like, oh, man, what is that? <laughs> so I went in the bathroom to check everything, and I was getting what they call a saddle sore mm-hmm. and that was aggressive it was one of those times i'm pretty sure miranda my wife's a nurse but that was one of those things she didn't want to see but i made her check that out <laughs> that's a whole new level in your marriage <laughs> no, babe, babe, babe come here i gotta I got show you this real quick i need you to check this out come come here tell me what you think is this <laughs> yeah that was bad but when i bought like a really good pair of bike shorts Maybe it was just because I did something wrong. I don't know. But, like, I never had that problem after I got, like, a good quality pair of bike shorts. Yeah. I was just trying to have something that looked cool, I think, and it was, like, 20 bucks on Amazon. That was the one for the – was that for the Woodruff one? No, that was just, like, right – yep. No, no, no. That was – Oh, you bought the tri-suit for the (laughs) – Same thing for that one, though. We'll never buy a cheap tri-suit again. But I guess you get what you pay for when it comes to that stuff. But – Try suit I had for the Woodruff thing was about two sizes too small, and it was neon orange. Neon orange. I couldn't even zip it. Like I felt like it was suffocating me trying to zip it up. That was bad. Man, can breathe. Yeah, don't buy stuff off Amazon unless it's really good. Yeah, my next one would be um, do what you're gonna do in the race before, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like in training. Or, you know, in a practice event or whatever it is, because it's happened a couple times, but the first time it happened was when we did our little practice sprint at Three Pines. And I did not have a tri suit, but I had this Roka like swim skin. It had no chamois. And I was like, man, this is perfect. It'll be just fine. I'll pull my bike shorts on up over them for my ride, and then I'll take them off when I get off the bike and just run. I'll swim and run in just the swim skin. I'll just be killer. I'm going to be so fast. And <laughs> you were. <laughs> but so I swam. It was great. Jumped on the bike, pulled my shorts on. Everything was great. Forgot to take the shorts off after. Mm. And so where I was wet when I got out of the water and put those shorts on, it's almost like bike shorts will – on my swell, like a diaper yeah. um, when they get wet. And so I took off off the bike to run and try to catch Jay. and Which you did in about 100 yards. <laughs> <laughs> but I got about – we did a 5K, so yeah. about two and a half miles or so into the run. I was trying to speed up there at the end. Took, and as, Took off. As, long, as I started taking longer strides, I was like, what is that between my legs? <laughs> 
<laughs> something is is there that's not supposed to be there. And I was like, oh, no, I forgot to take my shorts off. So I was carrying, it, you know, like a little baby that's just got a full diaper. That's what oh, I yeah. look like. Got the cowboy walk. Um, <laughs> so uh, practice what you're going to do before the, or during the race before the race. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Even with like nutrition stuff too. Yeah. Like, you don't want to get to the race. That like I was even nervous at Daytona. That some of the stuff at the tables when we would go by. Yeah, we never had before. I didn't not honestly know what it was. So I just stuck with water. Mm. Yeah, because um, Daytona, like we had done a seventy point three event, but it was in Woodruff, and we had everything that we specifically wanted. Because yep. we brought it, you know, ourselves, and our wives knew exactly what to give us, and we knew what we needed. But at Daytona, you're kind of at the mercy of what they have available. They would basically say this is some kind of electrolyte drink mm-hmm. or this is water. And I was like, man, I'm going to chug that electrolyte drink and it's going to be real bad. Yeah. yeah. So I just stuck with water until I saw a Coke can and then I chugged it. Yeah. But yeah, that's true for nutrition stuff. Just like not trying out stuff on race day, I guess, is the better way. Yeah. Uh, that's That was going to be my next thing was nutri- from a tr- nutrition standpoint, just realizing that you know, before we're going to do an event like that, 100 miles or 70.3 or 140.6, like I can't just uh, change my eating habits or my um, intake water habits like two days before the race. You know, it's got to be a two-week lead-up or something. Um, and so just being more mindful about prepping for that as we get closer to a race, you know, what, what I'm eating, what I'm putting in my body, um, how much rest I'm getting, all that stuff's important, not just a couple days before, but even a week or two before. So funny talking about rest. Um, the Garmin app, the Garmin watch that I have tracks my sleep schedules. And last night I got like nine and a half hours of sleep, which never happens. But my Garmin was like, "Hey, you just had overrested. You need to chill out on your sleep." I'm like, "What are you talking about? I had nine and a half hours." It's like, "Well, yeah, it was really, really horrible quality sleep." So now I feel like I don't get enough. But then when I do get enough, it's bad. I need to figure out how to sleep. That's what I need to figure out. Um, <clears throat> let's see. One of mine here. This is funny. This happened to me and Nathan and me one other time. But never go swimming without checking the swim class schedule. <laughs> There's, at sports club. At sports club. <laughs> Water aerobics. Water aerobics. There were a couple times that they either had to make up a swim or just couldn't go the, for whatever reasons. And so the we... Nathan and I didn't go one morning. Morgan went by himself. We decided to go on a Saturday. And we got there, and there was like a lane or two lanes open. And like all the other lanes were just one big wide open pool area. And there was just a bunch of older women in there doing water aerobics. And they were just looking us up and down as we were getting in the water to go swimming. It was kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> Boys got them tight britches on. <laughs> Boys. If you'd have been there in your Speedo, Morgan, it would have probably been bad. Yeah. Ooh. Other thing is don't wear a Speedo. That's just put that on my list. Unless you look like Morgan. Uh, you no. wear and you're in the shower. Uh, you got. You just got to embrace it, man. Uh, Rocky commented. I saw that. <laughs> I didn't see it until later. We posted a little selfie thing a couple weeks ago just saying, hey, go check out the new video after a swim one morning. And Rocky posted, where's Morgan's panties? Because <laughs> Morgan had on, like, compression shorts, which is yeah. what everybody wears. Yeah, he um, <laughs> he thought that was very funny. <laughs> um, I guess my next one would be don't go out hot. Mm. Um, we all, um, you know, we do CrossFit. And so I am a 
prime example a lot of times of going out hot in CrossFit. And so that was my natural tendency. And when we did um, the practice sprint at Three Pines and Andy's race, um, you think I would learn the first time, but, you know, y'all with a triathlon, you always start with the swim. And so I jumped in and was like, man, I am going to crush this swim. And I almost drowned in both of them. It crushed you. Yeah, it crushed me real bad. Um, the um, one at Three Pines, you could stand up in the pool if you had to, <laughs> thank God. Um, but uh, Andy's race, that pool was like 12 feet deep oh, yeah. or, deep. or whatever. Scary. Yeah. And we had never swam in a pool like that, number one, that you couldn't touch the bottom if you needed to. And it was a 50-meter pool mm-hmm. instead of the 25-yard that we swim in um, at our practices. And so I just went out, and I busted that first lap. And I you know, I was like, man, I'm crushing this. Got the second lap. And I was like, man, these people are slow. <laughs> and then I made the turn onto that third lap and thought I could drown. Like I was – like I was looking for the lifeguard and was going to try to grab a lane divider thing and thinking, you know, I turned on my side and made it through. But going out hot is uh, is really, really bad, and yeah. it can hurt you throughout the entire race, not just the swim. So learn how to slow down and pace yourself. Well, that was crazy in Andy's race because you're right, you know, 50-meter lap, and so you get you're about halfway down. And you look down and you realize the bottom's like yeah. way down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Man, a mild that, panic attack. There were so many things about that swim. Like I'd never dove in a pool with goggles on. Yeah. I yeah, mean, there were just so many things about that. Yeah, that didn't go well for me. They were like down in my They come down to your knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did my goggles get around my chest? Man. <laughs> Oh man, right. that that was a that was a fun time. So my uh, never will I ever again. <laughs> it's kind of related to what Jay said. Have a good backup plan. Um, so there's this one morning we didn't check the swim schedule at Five Forks, and mm. uh, Five Forks was closed. And it's like the Black, perfect it was Black Friday. Black Friday, yeah. you know. And we've always talked about how the perfect morning would be. You get up instead of going to work out, you just go and have breakfast. And so we Waffle roll up House. to Five Forks, and Five Forks is closed, and I am. Super pumped. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> it's like we're, we're going to breakfast. And then Morgan's like, take me to the barn. Take me to Woodruff. Like dead serious. <laughs> we're not eating. Take me to the barn. So in the future, um, have a good backup plan already in place because I want to go eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so we're training something today. Come on. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Like I thought he was joking at first. He was dead serious. Take me to the barn. No, take me to the barn, man. I'm going to work out. <laughs> Man, y'all, uh, y'all said my other one. I don't really have a, I don't really have another one now. Mine was going to be about the, the nutrition stuff and not trying out stuff on race day in Daytona. Yeah, I, the only other thing that I could think of, in a little bit more of a serious note, is don't just rush into buying stuff. Like when you, <laughs> yes. when you first gravel get, bikes. Yeah, Jay and I are both like. Really impulse buyers. Impulse buyers. Boy, I'm on a bike. You better get one. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna get one. Yeah, got it. Like the next day, <laughs> impulsive buyers. And I'm that. I'm I'm bad about that across the board. If if Stormy was on here, she'd amen that. No problem. <laughs> but like, we just went in. We bought really nice bikes. Um, had nice equipment. But there's stuff that you could. We could have gotten better, or thought could have thought through a little bit better. Like we bought road bikes, um, which was great. But like we ended up selling those and buying tri-bikes because we, we would need those. So do a little bit more research on what you need. Don't just jump on 
um, just the first thing that you see um, in all in all the instances because you you probably will end up needing something or something different um, down the road. Yeah, so. <clears throat> I was thinking as you're talking about um, like buying gear. One one of the things I think that worked out well is I did we did buy a lot of stuff and then ended up using like I bought five or six spare tubes. Yeah, hmm. and like I learned a lesson on one ride to like. You always keep two tubes on. Yeah. Especially the tri bike, as skinny as those tires are. If I've I've never popped just one. Every time I hit something I hit it on both. Yeah. And end up needing two tubes. Well we had those was it, it was like two rides in a row. You pop both of yours and the next one you pop I both pop of yours. Both mine, yeah. yeah. Both on two twenty one. Maybe we should get those roads paved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two twenty one is rough on a bike. Um, but but also like you if you do triathlon and you you jump into that's something you want to do know you're going to make an investment yes. <laughs> especially oh, yeah. on the bike side sizable yeah sizable donation but donation sizable <laughs> to yourself yeah <laughs> to yourself. yeah yeah to yourself um, but like some of the stuff that obviously the bike is is probably the most expensive thing that we bought but like a trainer like that's expensive up front but it's been something probably the most utilized piece of equipment that I've had because mm. I mean a lot of times we're all dads we all have jobs and so a lot of times we can't just go for a ride whenever we want to out on the road because you're yeah. gone for so long so the trainer has been very beneficial a wetsuit has been very mm. beneficial mm. so life saving yeah so some of your more expensive things turn in to be very beneficial to you and and your sanity with your wife <laughs> if you can be home more so yeah there was, there was one night we were uh Miranda posted a story. We were watching some TV show together. I was on the trainer, and she's sitting on the recliner beside me. I was like, this is the way we watch TV now. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're pulling two days for at least for the half. I mean, I know we'll do it for the full. I don't quite know what that schedule looks like yet, but, I mean, you're having to. I bet we'll have two two bike rides during the week and then a long way on Saturday. I mean, well, even, like, those swim days, we started doing, like, yeah, like an a evening sw- bike. swim in the morning and evening bike, and if you can't get to it after work, you just got to do it. Once yeah. kids are in bed or something like that. A lot of times, like, we might have, like, a three-hour bike ride on Saturday, and something comes up. You know, you got kids' events, you got family events, whatever, and I'd, I'd just get up at 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever just to try to knock it out, and you're obviously not going to do a, a ride out on the road when it's dark and get run over. But um, just being able to get on the trainer, turn the TV on, watch something, all the family's still asleep, and then be able to go do this stuff with your kids. So it, it helped a lot. Yeah, because, you know, running in 30-degree weather is one thing. Riding a bike in 30-degree weather? Miserable. Don't do that. That was one of the funniest <laughs> things is when Jay and I went for a ride on a Saturday. It just started getting cold, and it was, like, real cold. You know, it might have been, like, oh, food 50 <laughs> degrees or something outside, but when you're riding, it's real cold. And I I put gloves on, and Jay did not bring his gloves, and he was like, man, my hands are freezing. He's like, I can't switch gears. My fingers we are frozen. We were from your house to about Burger King. Yeah. We maybe a mile and a half. Yeah, and I was already dead. He was like, "Man, I got to get some gloves." And I was, I said, "Really? The only thing open right now is the grocery stores. So let's go by Food Line and see if they've got just a random pair of gloves, gardening gloves." They did not. So he got trash bags from them. Or, I mean, gar- uh, grocery bags, and like put them over his hand, and tucked them up in his jacket. It was perfect. And rode that until we got to your house. We just rode straight to my house, and I got gloves. Yeah. Scared the crap out of Miranda. <laughs> Came walking in with my, like, clogged biker shoes. Clonk, clonk, clonk. Yeah. She's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, just got to get some gloves. It's freezing outside. <laughs> Cold. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of things not to do. Yeah. Yep. 
That's all I have. What about you guys? That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's well, it. Well, this was a short and sweet one, but I just wanted to share a little bit with you about what we've learned along the way. Um, well, we hope you guys have a great week. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast, and tune in next week. Oh,